Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of First Four Outdoors Podcast. I'm your co-host, Larry Schaefer, and I'm here with a very special guest, my little sister, Kaylin Schaefer. How you doing, Pink? I'm good. Yeah? Excited to be on? Yes, I am. Excited to finally be doing this? I am. I'm very excited. Heck yeah. So, I guess really to put it all in perspective, um, so... Everybody knows about my big hunt that I did this year, but last year was actually my first real trip out west, and it was all because of you, (laughs) because I don't do a lot of stuff for myself very frequently, so I've always wanted to go out west, and I never, like, took the time or found the excuse to go, Mm -hmm. and then... How old were you when you first brought it up to me? I think I was, it was somewhere in between 13 and 15. Yeah. I think it was closer to 15 because that's when I really started getting into archery and everything. Mm -hmm. But I told you that I wanted to go on a mule deer hunt for my 18th birthday. Yeah. And you pulled through. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of just one of those things like, oh, you know, is it going to happen or not? And then like, it was always kind of in the back of my mind. And then when... Uh, I don't know, we were like a year out from it or something. Mm-hmm. You're like, hey, I still want to do this. So then the, you really kind of set the wheels in motion for, for what we were going to get into. Yeah. Um. So I think what we'll do is we'll, we'll go right into talking about like the hunt itself. And mm-hmm. then we're going to take a step back and talk about other aspects. Okay. 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 So we left in august and it was late august it was right before i think it was the day before dad's birthday yeah i think it was the 29th yeah so this was 2021 21 yeah so august 29th 2021 we hop in dad's truck and take off for nebraska just completely abandoned him for his birthday (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) took my birthday trip on his birthday yes actually though but you know how dad is that's one of the coolest presents he could have is knowing that we're going on a trip like that yeah (laughs) um so what we left here and we drove like 17 our, well, I drove. You, you sat over I there and kept me I think it was longer than 17 hours, because when we went to get you in Missouri, whenever you were in boot camp, that was an 18-hour well, drive. Yeah, I'm pretty no. sure it was like 23 hours. I know that the total trip was 23 hours, yeah. but I'm saying the like before we stopped to even rest. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was definitely like 17 hours. We drove, we drove from here, and we made it to like... I think we were in Iowa. Yeah, we were like the Iowa-Nebraska border. Yeah. It was like 17 hours of drive, and it's like 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. And we and stopped at like a rest stop. We finally stopped at a rest stop. We tried to get a hotel truck. that night. Yeah, we everything was a, booked up and closed. Everything was booked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good planning. <laughs> so we ended up stopping at a rest stop uh, and napping for, what, probably like three, four hours. I, th- I know it was daylight by the time we did, and it was still, like, early morning. Yeah. So get up, go in there, you know, brush our teeth, go to the bathroom, all that good stuff, and we're, like, six hours out from where we plan. Oh, you can't forget about the McDonald's and Monster Stop. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely... I took At really like good... night. <laughs> yeah. I took really good care of you nutritionally um, to get you ready for this extreme experience. Um, we stopped, and, uh, like, any good big brother does we got mcdonald's for uh 
lunch. That was our only meal that entire day of our 17-hour drive of fatigue. And we drank Monsters. Uh, what, we had like two each? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had my Pipeline Punch and you had your Originals. Yeah. So after that cool number and then getting up next morning still pretty uh, dehydrated and caffeine and greasing. We finish the next six hours of the trip, and we make it to where we're going, mm-hmm. um, where we first scouted out and uh, like had chose that might be the area to check out. Yeah. Um. So like we don't give out like locations, towns, things like that because yeah. you don't want to like blow that place up for everyone that mm-hmm. goes there regularly. Um. But so we get there, and I'm instantly like, "Hey, let's let's go." Let's find some sign. Let's start the the scouting. Season starts in like two, three days. Yeah. <laughs> and it's hot. It was... It was like 80 degrees. <laughs> yeah. But it was like that real dry desert, mm-hmm. hot... It was like, dry and like we were like sweating, but we weren't. Yeah. It's something we're not used to yet because we're used to like the humidity mm-hmm. of here. Yeah. And then we get out there to a completely arid climate. And it was a world of difference. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I know we... Uh, let me get adjusted here. Get more comfortable. Here, let me move my phone out of the way for you. So then we get to our first spot. We start going. We got our packs on. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, we don't need this. We don't need that. And uh, like we're still traveling with a decent amount on us because I'm thinking we're going to cover... X amount of miles and like, like do all you're this. You're like, let's do like 12 miles in the next two hours. And I'm like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. Like, that I'm was... like, I think I can do like maybe a mile in like four hours. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't you. Um, but I remember what we went probably 500 yards. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of uphill, downhill crap mm-hmm. though. Very hot. In the sun. Uh, in the sun. Yeah. No shade. Yeah, no shade. Still very dehydrated and caffeined up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I looked back to check on you because I was trying to, you know, keep up. I was trying to let you set the pace because this was your hunt. I wanted you to be comfortable and not push you past your breaking point. And I'm glad we figured it out quick because I stopped and looked back at you and you're just flush. I was you're, like, <gasps> you're red, you're dying, you're just cold sweat and you're oh yeah and i was like i was like i was so insecure about it too and i was like trying to keep my breathing like from being like exasperated Mm -hmm. and everything i was trying to stay quiet and i was like i can power through i can do this i'm just as good as larry i can do this he doesn't need to know and then you turn around and you're like are you okay yeah you (laughs) i had like that oh shit i'm a terrible big brother moment i was like i'm gonna kill my little sister out here i need to stop So then I do the right thing, and I leave you sitting at the base of a tree with a bunch of shade and a bottle of water. By myself. By yourself, yes. <laughs> thousands of miles away from home. <laughs> and I just, like, hey, here's my binoculars. I'm only going to this point and, like, seeing what I see, and we'll go from there. We didn't see crap out Well, I saw some crap out there, but I'm pretty sure they're all white tail tracks. Yeah. Um... So that place, like, that was an instant scratch off the list. And then, what, I think after that, it's kind of like, all right, you know, we just, we drove around a lot, didn't we? Yeah, Yeah, we we, did. 
we, we did do a lot of driving the first two days. Yeah, we covered a lot of area, put on a lot of miles. Just because um, season hadn't even opened up yet, so no. we weren't even carrying our bows. No, we everything was still in the cases. Yeah, I think we we got them out a few times and practiced. Yeah, but yeah, we were still like two or three days ahead of season, um, which was definitely a big win for us. It kept us from wasting a lot of time mm-hmm. um, while we actually had the opportunity to hunt because. Well, we drove around, we hit a couple different uh, pieces of public, and they just weren't what we thought they would be. And then we found that place. Yeah. Um, it's super beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of good sign, a lot of good potential. Um, we can just call that, like, the forest. Or whatever. If we yeah. Kind of have like a name for it because that yeah. was like the only foresty area that we really went to. Yeah, it really was. So yeah, we were we hit the forest and uh, came in through that entry point and we're just ascending a cliff. Mm-hmm. I guess we were descending a cliff, but <laughs> we get in there and um, you know I kind of figured out your your pace and like letting you set it. And we're doing better and helping you with the hills and everything. And yeah, it was nicer to be. Um, in the shade of the trees a lot more. Yeah. Um, the mosquitoes kind of sucked. I will say this trip helped with my stamina a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You could tell a big difference mm-hmm. um, from when we started it to afterward. Yeah, I lost six pounds on that whole trip. Yeah. We were out, <laughs> what, 13, 14 days? Yeah, something like that. It was like two weeks. Yeah, I think we had 12 days to hunt and we had like two days of scouting. Yeah. Pre, so, yeah, like two weeks. Um but the the big thing was we saw a buck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And pretty sure it was a whitetail. Yeah. But, like, we were seeing deer, and that mm-hmm. was promising. Yeah. So we kept going in there, and, like, we'd push further each time and find new stuff, and that was really fun. I think the one day we did, like, was it, like, 8 or 12 miles? We did 12 miles that day. Yeah. Yeah. We um went in, we followed the... Well, we never really went down to the river because that was super cliffed. Mm-mm. But we followed the the ridge lines and went out. We got on that old road and hit that plateau. Yeah. And we put a lot of miles on that mm-hmm. day. And that was when we met John and Kenny, I think it was. Uh, I can't remember their names. I'm pretty sure it was John you're and the Kenny. Ones that make, you're the one that makes friends with strangers. Yeah, strangers are awesome. Stranger I don't, danger. I don't listen to all the like you got murdered podcast. Listen. That's your side. Okay? Listen. True crime is my one and one and only true love. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we meet them out there and it's like, oh cool, nice to see other people out getting after it. And they were super surprised that we were out there, let alone yeah. that I had you with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh I was like, Yeah, little sister's a badass, what of it? <laughs> um but no, they're cool and we exchange info and everything. And uh, met with some other people at the glassing point. So then uh, we roll into the first day of season. Mm-hmm. And we're out there and, like, we're bumping deer. We're seeing deer. We saw, like, what, 15 deer that day? Oh, yeah. But up to that point, we had still been out there for, like, four days. Yeah. And had not seen a mule deer. Mm-mm. We had only seen white tails. And they were, like, orange. Yeah. They yeah, were orange they had, white tail. Well, it was still like late August, early September. They no, had no, no, Nebraska, Nebraska white tail built different. They're orange. <laughs> they have their summer coat. 
They're just orange. Okay. Orange deer. <laughs> so. <laughs> they're like the orange cats of deer. Yeah. But they're only That's in fair. Nebraska. <laughs> so then another big curveball was the the planning side of it was we planned on like sleeping in tents staying out Mm -hmm. of the truck and then like realized oh it's all sand and there's not facilities and a lot of these places out there for the state of nebraska um you can't stay overnight you can't have fires because it's super dry Mm -hmm. um like, they don't want the place to burn down because there's not much to burn anyway. And I don't know if you've ever camped on sand in a tent. I have. It's terrible. It's awful. Yeah. I swear there's still sand in the tent from the Girl Scout trip yeah. to the beach and a few years ago. showers are important mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. reference. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we ended up uh, hoteling it quite a bit, which was nice. I enjoyed that. Um, Except for the janky ones. Yeah, but at least we had a bed to sleep on and a shower to take and yeah. some food. That one terrified me yeah. <laughs> when you left me alone. Ah, eh. <laughs> so. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. So we end up uprooting the whole plan and going as far west as we can. And what we we settled, we... We stopped did some in more town. Scouting. Yeah, we stopped in town, did some more scouting, but we were driving around. We actually started to see some mule deer. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. We figured it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then. Most of the areas that we were seeing them, they were all private areas. Yeah. All private land. Yeah. All, the, all of them we were seeing were on private land. Um, we're hitting big, big, big pieces of public and driving a lot and just not seeing them. And then it's the day that you were sick, mm-hmm. uh, I left you at the at the janky hotel by yourself. Like after good... I had had a nightmare about someone breaking into the hotel room like two nights before. You had your bow. <laughs> no, I didn't. It was, oh, yeah, in, the it was in the truck with you. I had a knife. Yeah, I had a hunting knife. You, That's you, all I had. You had. You had a. And you made me have the mission to go and see if I could figure out where the laundromat was in the hotel. And you had me go like six times throughout the day until someone was at the desk. You're good. (laughs) Good. You know, it was a growing experience. You got to learn about the world. Uh, Yeah, not even 18 yet. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) A minor thousands of miles away from home. In a janky hotel. It's thousands. It's like 1,200. Okay, right. still. Still. Okay. In a janky yeah. hotel by myself while you're out playing Mr. Outdoors. Outdoors yeah. man. So anyway, <laughs> I leave you there and go and uh, what that night we got back, we met, um, I want to say Mark. And he's the one that was hunting the elk. Mm-hmm. That was and, in the hotel room across yeah, from us. Yeah, across from us. And we got talking with him. And he abandoned me for him I, for d- like two hours. He went over to his hotel room and was watching videos with him. Yeah, we were watching his film because he didn't have a laptop to check his cards. Because he was hunting elk and that was really badass. Um, so he kind of filled us on, in on where he was. He was hunting some private next to public and said he was seeing mule deer. So I went there the next day, 
and I finally saw a mule deer on public land. <laughs> this is the day that I was sick. Yes. Yes. Yeah. This is the day you were sick. So then I sent you the picture and was like, hey, found one. And then you decided to save it for me. Like, Yeah, big I did. I, I sat on it for like six hours just watching it, studying it. And I backed out of there and I left it and went and checked out some other areas. And so then uh, the next day you're feeling a lot better. And we went out there and he was right where I left him. Mm -hmm. um, so we're like getting into all the ins and outs of it, putting together the plan yeah. and dropping the gear and... I have you watching him while I'm like dropping all this crap off and making all these plans and figuring out the terrain. And then we switch. And then, I don't know, we were probably on him for like 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah, we were sitting there for a while. We yeah. were switching back and forth. And he was bedded. He hadn't moved at all. Mm -mm. <laughs> and then we both slid down for a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I was like, all right, he ain't going anywhere. Like, don't even worry yeah. about it. Like, we he'll still be getting there. Getting hydrated and everything. Yeah. Sitting behind the shade. System so that we yeah. knew that we could make it. And then we, I crawl back up and he's gone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so then we're playing this word, the deer go. Um, Where's so Waldo? We, yeah. So we drop down over the backside of the ridge. Mm -hmm. And we're crawling down and being super cautious. And then, I don't know, we're still on the spine of the ridge. And we'd probably went, what, 100, 150 yards? Yeah. And I was like, hey, you know, just sit here. I'm a keep moving Ooh, can i tell this part yeah go ahead okay okay so he's like he looks at me he goes sit here like i'm gonna go a little bit farther see if i can find him or anything so he goes and he's crossing this ridge and he's he's getting like you're like 50 yards away from me at this point mm -hmm. and i look right in front of me and the deer's standing right there broadside like 60 yards away and i was like can i cuss on here hmm yeah. Yeah. Okay. It. I was like, "Oh shit, there he is!" <laughs> and I, I get up and I just start. I I'm not giving Larry any signals at all. Like he's still going. Like wherever he went, I can't even see I'm him. I'm not at even this looking point. back to see. Like, I can't even see him at this point. I'm worried about where where can I find the deer? <laughs> and I start I start slowly inching down the hill, and the deer looks right at me, and I stand as still as possible. And then he looks away, and I'm starting to go down again, just slow, slowly making my way. And I'm like 30 yards away, and then I hear a branch crack behind me. I turn around, Larry's standing right there. Now, while all this is going on, an important feature to remember is I have the one and only rangefinder. <laughs> You're just guesstimating the whole mm, thing. Yeah. Um. So I go out across the ridge, and I'm glassing down all these little uh, drainages into this coulee at this bottom where the creek is and all the vegetation starts. And I'm probably 100, 150 yards from where I left her at. And I'm coming down. I look across and I see the deer. Probably the same time that you're seeing the deer, but from where I'm at, I can't see you. You can't see me. Mm -hmm. I see this deer and it's like, 65 yards from me from the way that we angled across from each other mm -hmm. and it's broadside and it's looking at me I'm like oh crap and i guess when it looked back up at you mm -hmm. i dropped down on my back and i'm laying there in like this pile of logs i was just standing straight up yeah 
And so finally, like it, I'm watching it and it goes back down the hill. I just like belly crawl back over the backside of the hill. I drop to the bottom and I sprint back to where I left you. <laughs> and I'm like trying to call you, send you a text, but there's no phone service None. at all. Mm-mm. And then I get back to where I left you at and you're gone. <laughs> I'm like, oh God, here we go. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Lost my sister in the wilderness of Nebraska. Yes, in the wilderness. She probably got eaten by a raccoon. There there are mountain lions out there. I know. I was just trying to exaggerate the viciousness of a raccoon. (laughs) They're feisty. Oh, I know. Things can fight. I almost hit a baby one on my way home tonight. You're a terrible person. I slowed down. It was in the middle of Old Town, but it ran into a culvert pipe. Right whenever I was like about to hit it. But I didn't, and it was cute, and it was like this big. (laughs) <laughs> it was adorable so then I see you and you're like descending down the hill toward where I saw the deer last mm-hmm. and I'm like trying to get your attention so I'm intentionally like making noise and that's when I broke the stick and you turned around I'm like get down because you you're just walking <laughs> in the open <laughs> like there are deer around and you're just upright walking in the open <laughs> Yeah, not my <laughs> smartest moment, but to be fair, there be is fair. a kicker. There is a kicker. Okay. The was blind. We didn't know that We at didn't the time. know that at the time. It wasn't my smartest thing that I, I shouldn't have done it. Yeah. But I did it, well, and it kind of worked. Yeah, it did. It, it would have worked if you wouldn't have distracted me. <laughs> we don't know when it actually got to where it got to. But, so, you get down, I catch up with you. Mm-hmm. And we both know, like, oh, it's in this little drainage. Yeah. And so we put together the plan, like, we're sneaking, taking our time. I got the rangefinder ready, like, we're going to pop up over this top, and this thing's going to be 20, 30 yards from us, and you're going to smoke it. Yeah. And we get up there. And there's nothing. Nothing. No deer. <laughs> Just <laughs> gone again. Gone. Vanished. So then we're, I don't know, we probably spent, what, five, ten minutes trying to figure out what oh, the yeah. hell. Yeah. And then I just happened to see it. Mm-hmm. It had gone down into the coulee, all the way up the drainage, crossed a creek, and was over in the vegetation. And that stuff's like, it doesn't look like it's very big, but it's like eight feet tall. Oh, yeah. And I don't know how, it just magically in the right spot at the right time saw it. Mm-hmm. And it was like 90 yards away when we first seen it. Yeah. So then put on the plan, we're like stalking in on it, and we get to probably like 70, mm-hmm. 70-ish yards. And then it starts getting like, every time you take a step, it's looking at us. Yeah. Like, I don't know, because you were only, like, you were comfortable with 20, 30, and then we started to get you some practice yeah. with 40. Yeah, we had just started to get yeah. practice with 40, like, right before we left for the trip. Actually, we set up your 40-yard pin while we were out there. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I was like, no, you're going to need it out here. Yeah. Um. So that was kind of like a back pocket hope. Mm-hmm. And so what we... I looked at you and I was like, I don't know if we're going to get within 40 yards of this thing. And we'd already been on this deer for like, what, four hours at this oh, point? Oh, yeah, and like at least. Second, third lone stock at this point. Because yeah. so, we were leaving the hotel when it was still dark. Yeah. Oh, no, we were getting day. out there 
bright and early. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we were walking in like and right we'd as... we probably found it like right after dawn. Yeah, yeah, because I, I had it marked. I knew exactly where to go. Yeah. And uh, it was probably around noon at this time. Yeah. So then I look at you, I'm like, we're not getting under 50, 60 yards on this deer. And you're like, okay, you shoot it. Yeah. Because we did, we set that... We set that pre-expectation of, like, the goal is just to see a mule deer. Like, mm-hmm. that's successful hunt. Yeah. Like, getting one is even bigger. Mm-hmm. So, goal one was achieved. Obviously, this is your hunt. I want you to get the deer. But you're like, hey, this is already, this is it. Yeah. So, I leave you with my phone, and I don't give you very good instructions on what I want for the filming. <laughs> You did pretty good for the most part. I just I wish... was trying to get you in the frame and trying to get you drawing back and also get the deer like mm-hmm. at the same time. But you it was just like... didn't have the the wide angle set. Mm-hmm. It, you were zoomed in too far. Yeah. And then you lost both of us. <laughs> you panned left trying to find the deer, and I'm to the right, and you weren't on the deer. But so I stalked up further. I left you back behind me about twenty yards, and I keep uh lone pine tree between me and the deer and i stock up and i'm at 52 yards mm-hmm. and it's quarter and away hard i draw back settle my pin in just right feeling good about it i let it go you just hear the thump of the arrow i can see blood spray out and it does like one of those blah. <laughs> and you can hear it on the film too yeah, you're geeking out. The way you made the noise. It was accurate. It was so accurate. <laughs> yes. It was like a little lamb or a goat. But um you got the rest of it on film. You even got you could see where like you got back on the deer and it's it's running and then like it you, it's gone. Like it it goes into this brush. You see mm-hmm. the the tree shape. You can shake. hear the crashing. Yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. That was really good. And, uh, so I come back up to you and like trying to watch it, trying to figure things out and just giving it time. And then I left you over there and Mm -hmm. like tried to figure out the angle and everything. And I found the arrow, found the blood, found the deer. And then like, it was all, all bets off. Like got that thing to the bottom. We're down there. We start working on it. I was trying to find cell service to call dad to tell him what happened. Yeah. Yeah. But there was none. I did find one bar and I was able to make the call and let him know that you got one. So, and that was a, it was a small mule deer. He's definitely like a two year old or he might even been a yearling. I don't know, but he was a three point. He was in velvet. The first mule deer, our first mule deer. Mm -hmm. First deer in velvet. Yeah. First deer in velvet. That was a big one. First trip out West. Mm -hmm. Um, and he had cataracts in both of his eyes. Like, really bad cataracts. Really bad cataracts. And, like, looking back at... Because I was like, filming a lot of it. And you can see mm-hmm. in the footage, because I tried to figure it out the day prior. Mm-hmm. Because, like, zooming in on him with my camera, with the really big lens, like, you could see, like, kind of like the white glaze. Yeah. But for... I didn't know anything about mule deer. I was like, oh, maybe... Because you know how like a lot of animals will have like that extra eyelid, yeah. And, like, it gives they have that, that weird, weird reflective. Yeah, I thought that's what that was because like mm-hmm. the sun and everything yeah. the way it was. I was like, oh, that's just that, <laughs> and didn't realize it till after we got him. Like, oh yeah, this thing was 
probably pretty blind. That's why he looked right at me when I was standing straight mm-hmm. up and it did nothing for yeah, him. Yeah, same with me when I was in the logs. But he had really good hearing because, like, well, you see, every time I'd take a step, he'd look back. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, man. I did not think that was going to work. I thought yeah. I was just going to... Honestly, like, I had all the confidence with the shot, but I thought, like, oh, here, I just, I'm going to lose an arrow in the bushes. But... No, we connected a lot of arrows on that trip. Yeah, in the later part, no. You ended up losing like two, at least, because there was that one that we could not find for the life of us at the very end. And then we finally found it, and it was broken. Yeah, but it took forever. It took like two. It took like a day and a half to find. Yeah, but we found them. Yeah, so we didn't lose them. (laughs) So, um, he's just prone to losing. That was really cool. We got it all uh, packed up in the meat bags and uh, packed back, grabbing the the gear. And I tried to minimize the amount of weight and gear that I would put on you. Mm -hmm. And I think I just ended up carrying the back straps. Yeah, you had the back straps. You had, like, I think you had the extra camera lens. um, Yeah, just like a couple miscellaneous things because I wanted to do it all one trip. Mm-hmm. And so we start packing out, and again, I'm like on cloud nine, so my adrenaline's just thumping, and I'm wanting to go. And we're up on these ridge tops and climbing over logs, and it's still hot out. And I'm like, I gotta get the meat to the ice, all this, that, the other. And uh, again, I look back at you, I'm like, oh, she's having a good time but not having a good time. Yeah. I was having I was having a great time like mentally and emotionally, physically. Yeah, physically I was no. Dying. <laughs> I was like I was like the the episode of SpongeBob when he goes into Sandy's um thing and she, he doesn't have it the water oh, helmet the on. Water. <laughs> money. Money. <laughs> so then you're like, "Ah, oh, I need to take a break. I need to take a break." I'm like, all right. So then I, after what, probably the third one, and we hadn't gone very far. It's like, okay. I showed you the pins. I showed mm-hmm. you the ridge. Like you remembered how we got in there. I was like, work at your own pace. I'm gonna get everything back to the truck because by that point we were like within a half mile of the truck. Yeah. I was like, hey, I'm gonna get this stuff to the truck. I'm coming right back for you. Like I shouldn't be gone more than a half hour. Yeah. It's like, but try to make progress while I'm gone, and. You really, you weren't that far behind me. I got mm-hmm. back to the truck, dropped everything, put the meat on the ice, uh, put all my gear, just tossed it in the back seat, and then came back for you. And I probably, by the time that I got back to you, you were probably five, six hundred yards from the truck because you were just, yeah. you're just past the next knoll and over the ridge. Mm-hmm. You'd already made it up the switchback. Yeah, because I. Because I had the same situation when I went to Ireland and Scotland this past mm-hmm. summer. We went on a hike up uh, Arthur's Seat. Mm-hmm. And everybody else, like, my Girl Scout troop, you know, a lot of yeah. them are, like, we have a lot of track runners yeah. in our troop. So a lot of them are just going. Yeah, all and stamina. So my leader, I don't know if she wants her name on here or yeah. not, so I'm just going to. Yeah. Anywho, my leader, she was staying back with me for a bit and everything, and then, like, after a while, like, me and her took a break, and then she was like, I think I could keep going. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to stay here for a little bit. If I can keep it up, I will attempt, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to hold 
this standard to myself. I'm not going to like yeah. try and be just as good as you guys. I'm going to do it at my own pace. I know what I need to do for me because yeah. I'm not going to well, try good. and like, keep up you with know you your guys. Limits. Yeah. Yeah. But no, you did really good. I was mm-hmm. I was like very impressed. Like number one, that you covered that much ground. Yeah. With what I left you. Number two, like you read the terrain. You knew where you were going and what yeah. you were doing. Like. Yeah, and like um, I know like I'm not used to that kind of terrain or anything. Mm-hmm. I'm used to our mountains, but they're not like those mountains. No, yeah, yeah. Those well, the are, nice like, thing with that worse. too is like that was a lot of open like fire timber mm-hmm. and like we were already on a ridge top so it was yeah. like hey as long as you don't go down over the hill on either side and you stay on top of this like yeah. it's going to take you back to where we started mm-hmm. um but it was just a lot of me having to pace myself and figure out mm-hmm. what worked for me walking slowly if i needed to like slow down or anything slow down if i want to speed up because i hit an easier spot do that get that out of the way and then take a little break yeah so, the, was it the day before I found that buck, or the two days before, is when we ran into the rancher? I think it was, it was either the day before or, the, or two days before. It was, okay. like, right in that time. Yeah. So. Because remember, he recommended that one spot for us. Yeah. Yeah, and then we, we went, went and checked there. that out. We checked it out that night, and we didn't really have and any luck. that's when we met Mark, yeah. Yeah, okay. and then, like, the next day. Yeah, okay, yeah. It's been a minute, so <laughs> it's all coming back now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's when we met the rancher two days prior to getting that buck, and there was already two people hunting out at his property, but he's like, hey, you know, check this area out. There's tons of mule deer out there. There's a lot at my ranch. Um He's one of those, you know, if you're a door knocker, like, he'll let you come hunt. He's not a guider. He's just a cattle rancher and understands, like, the hunting world. He used to hunt and just doesn't anymore, but lets people hunt out there. Um, And so he, you know, gave us that opportunity, and so I got my deer. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we were trying to find you a deer, called him. He said, yeah, come on out. Um, that's when I found out that Nebraska was a two deer state. So I bought another tag so Mm -hmm. I could back you up if need be. Um, but you were shooter, you were on it. So then like we go out there and meet up with him Yeah, and he's like showing us, he's like, yeah, this is, this is this part. That's that part. Like usually the deer over here and you're like, oh, there's one now. (laughs) And it was a buck. Mm-hmm. And then there was another one, mm-hmm. and then there was another one. Let me these deer on his ranch, massive. Yeah, massive. I've never seen a deer that big since. Yeah, never before, never since. Biggest deer I've ever seen. Yeah, in person. And that was that was the first night, and we're just trying to figure out like what we're setting up on the because he had millet in the backfield, the front field was alfalfa, and then mm-hmm. the fence row that yeah. was all the. uh same when I was in this year, the cottonwoods and the willows and stuff. Yeah. And we'd be on one end. This thing's like 800 yards long. And we'd be on one end and the deer would come out on the other. <laughs> it never failed. And then during the day, we would like, we'd get there in the morning right after light, see the mm-hmm. deer. Um, and that was the second morning we there. 
Yeah. We saw that big buck mm. chasing those does around. And we tried to move in on him. And I saw a bunch of does busted them around. And we just, we never got on him. He eluded us. Yeah. Um, we got to see some antelope out there too, which was Yeah, that cool. was cool seeing the antelope yeah. too. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, we should definitely do an antelope hunt one day. Yeah, no, I'd want to. They, uh, they reduced the tags out there again mm. to less. Um, they only had like 500 tags this year. Damn. Yeah. Um, I did see some this year when I was out there too. Not on his ranch, yeah. but like down the road a few miles. We also got to see the fallow deer with that other place that he recommended. Yeah, th- those were cool. They were farm deer though. Yeah. But so that's actually the taxidermist that I took my deer mm-hmm. to. I got this year. Yeah. Those are his fallow deer. Oh, yeah. neat. Yeah, he's neat. got a huge uh I think fallow ranch deer out so there pretty. too. They're they so, are. They're, they're antlers. Neat. Gorgeous. But he has he has a bunch of stuff out there. He's got all kinds of exotics. Huh. Neat. He has a high fenced ranch. No, yeah. We don't do that. <laughs> but um I will take my stuff to him for taxidermy because he does an amazing job. Yeah. Um but yeah, we're not high high fencers. <laughs> so we're back we're at his ranch, we're moving on that deer, and it was just kind of the same thing over and over and for what we were there for like four five days hunting at his place and it was always just we'd be on one end they'd pop out on the other Mm -hmm. we'd be down where they were the night before they'd pop out on the other end we'd get there in the morning and we'd watch them go and we'd chase down the drainages and it just it it never what the closest we got probably was like 200 yards yeah. Like, we'd see them, we'd know what they mm-hmm. were, but, like, we never actually got, like, oh, this might happen. Yeah. So then, our last day that we were hunting, because mm-hmm. we had to leave the next day. Yeah. Um, And the plan was, like, we are going to hunt that day, next morning we are going to get up, like, 6 a.m., or, sorry, we are going to get up, like, 4 or 5 a.m., pack everything, have breakfast at the hotel, and head back home. So I had training. And we roll in there that morning, and the deer are out in the break of the fence row. And we go in, we stalk in, like we get in the willows, we're belly crawling. And we had that doe come in, and that young buck was with her. And we had him, what I, I think he was like 50 yards ish. So one that roundabout. He, yeah, he came in because like that doe was hanging out, and he got curious and came yeah. over. But, like, wasn't in your your comfortability range. So, eventually that blew and that was over. Um, So then, fast forward to the evening, we're on the wrong end of the fence row again. And, like, ten deer. Yeah. And there's big buck out Mm, in the field. This thing was huge. Yeah. Bigger than the one I got this year. Probably, like... That one I got on film, like 200 plus inch oh, yeah. deer. Like, I looked at you and I was like, I want that one. Yeah, I wanted like, that thing. You were like, I, want I can't you. guarantee it, but go for it. <laughs> let's F it. Let's go for it. And so we started shooting up the fence row. We had, what, probably 20 minutes till dark, if that. Yeah. It was it was getting pretty close. Yeah. We're like, hey, this is the last, essentially, this is the last half hour of our entire hunt out yeah. here because we're leaving in the morning. Mm-hmm. So. 
we just shot up the fence row and of course we get up there to the break and now we're like 200 yards from them again they're out in the middle of this uh alfalfa like there's mm-hmm. no way you're gonna sneak in on them yeah and they bust us and they just take off yeah and we see that one out in the millet and he's like 200 yards from us but think it's a doe mm-hmm. so we're just walking back to the truck and we're getting closer and closer and it picks its head up and it silhouettes just right i'm like oh that is a buck it's like a it's a four point it's yeah. it's most yeah. most likely the one that we were on that morning mm-hmm. um so we just drop our packs and we just walk straight out the millet's like waist high mm-hmm. knee high and this is where I get to my point where I think that mule deer are just, some of them are just built different. Yeah. Some of them are just, some of them are just so stupid that it's, it's hilarious. It's just the curiosity of them. They're such a mild mannered animal. They yes. want to know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like a white tail is like, nope, predator, I'm gone. Literally. Mule deer is like, what are you? What is that? <laughs> I want to, I want to learn. <laughs> I want to investigate. They I want to fuck around and find out. Literally. Like mule deer. <laughs> That's the mule deer motto. Mule deer are like the white girls in the 70s that get into this random dude's car. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, anyway. We just start walking right to this thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, I got my rangefinder. We're getting closer, closer, closer. I'm like, this might actually happen. And it's walking towards us and giving us, like, that head tilt. Yeah. Every time it'd, like, it'd look, stop and look at us, we'd stop. We get to like eighty yards, mm-hmm. and it like locks onto us, and it starts going to where it's downwind, but it's cutting in closer to us. It's doing like this big C, yeah. And it stops. I'm like, it is forty two yards. I'm like telling you everything to do. It's all gonna be good. You're at full draw. I go to full draw. I'm like. You got first shot, 42 yards, put your pin here, and then I looked over at you. I, I took off my anchor point, and I looked mm-hmm. over at you, and I was like, shoot whenever you're ready. And you took off your anchor point and looked at me and said, okay. <laughs> and before I even got back to my anchor point, you shot. I rushed, and I shot. <laughs> there was also a bee on my back, like a yeah, really I big bee about on that. my back. You were like freaking out at the same time. I had time. no idea. You had no clue. There was this giant bee on my back and it's yeah. like crawling up my shoulder like right at my neck and I'm like, "Oh my god." Yeah, it was probably one of those massive pine hornets. Um so we both shoot and I hear both of our arrows hit this deer. Mm-hmm. And he like turns and he's just walking, but he's got like a gimp to him. Mm-hmm. And so well, I I knocked another arrow. I told you to stay there to mark the spot. Yeah. I try get and then he just takes off. Yeah. I'm like ah crap. So then I come back and you're gone. You went somewhere to pee. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry. I was like F. My bladder is massive, inconvenient. <laughs> this massive field. We're never gonna figure this out. Luckily, just happened to. I feel like we left something. I think I dropped my pack. You probably dropped your pack there. No, our no. packs are back at the I fence think I row. left my bow there. You probably left your bow there. I think I left my bow there. I went back you to went my back pack to, to get pack. like toilet paper. And then so I So with that, I was able to use Onyx and do a funnel. Mm-hmm. And um, of course now it's dark. 
So we're like, hey, we'll just come back in the morning, hear all the coyotes going crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we go talk to the rancher, let him know we'll be back in the morning, everything. Come back out the next morning, find both our arrows, find blood, but there's no blood trail. Um, inevitably, we're pretty sure what happened is I hit shoulder and he sheared it off from how my arrow looked and yours. I think I just got fur. Yeah, we th- we're pretty sure you either just shot him low and just got belly. I think or... I went above him because you told me to aim at the top of his back. Yeah, you might have shot over, but it wouldn't have been white hair. White hair's underbelly. You'd got brown. I know. I think we got brown. Hmm. Well, memory's a bit fuzzy on details like that, yeah, I guess. It's been almost two but, years. Yeah. So then... Like, it's on, we're trying to find this deer, and the rancher offers up his four-wheelers. Mm-hmm. And he's out there with us. We rode his entire property, checked every drainage. Yeah, you lost your phone, and we had to ride, we had to backtrack, and somehow, magically, I didn't run it over, because I didn't see it. <laughs> and then he was riding behind us, and he found it, and I must have just missed running that thing oh, over. Oh, yeah. But we found it. Um, The phone, not the deer. And, uh, but no, we covered all the drainages, all the creek bottoms, every corner, every inch of that property. No sign of him. So, thinking either the, he got onto a neighbor's property and the coyotes took care of him, or maybe he made it. Um, but, you know, he went through the whole winter with his cattle there and he never, like, found Mm-mm. any carcass. Um, but... We did everything we could because we invested. Like I said, we were going to leave at 6 a.m. We stayed there till like 2 p.m. Oh, trying yeah. to find it, which mm-hmm. put us way behind. And I got a speeding ticket on my <laughs> way back. Um, I talk about that call often. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think about that yeah. very often. That's the only time I've ever been pulled over. Yeah. And it wasn't even me getting pulled over. It was yeah. you. Well, you know. <laughs> It was a very it it was a very dynamic situation because like the dropping back to pass the truck and everything it just happened to be a cop that passed by as I was getting my speed to pass the tractor trailer. But regardless, like yes, I was speeding, so I got a ticket. You know, it is what it is. Um, but no, so really, that's that's the gist of our hunt. We had some success. Uh, we got close to deer. We both got to shoot at deer. I got to harvest a deer. So it was a very successful trip considering the fact that... I got to help you that, harvest the deer. Yes. Yeah, you were there for all of it. Mm-hmm. That was I held the legs. Awesome. Yeah. You carried meat out too. I did. Um, so, I mean, you're you're basically a Westie hunter. You're mm-hmm. better than 70%. And the smell of that deer still haunts me. Every time I drink cranberry juice, because I drink so much cranberry oh, yeah. juice on that they, trip. Uh, yeah. You drank a lot of cranberry juice. I drank like two gallons. And... Um, <laughs> But they eat on those uh, American plums out there. Mm-hmm. So, like, the meat had that really sweet smell yeah. and flavor to it, too. Every time I drink cranberry juice now, I get that smell stuck in my nose. Yeah? Yeah, every time. And I love cranberry juice, so it makes it so hard for me to drink it now. So, diving on to other aspects of this hunt, mm-hmm. um, aside from, you know, what we did, what we accomplished, all that. Yeah. Um, that was a bitty, pretty big milestone for us in yeah. a lot of aspects, and especially for you. Yeah. Um, so, what were 
what were some things that you did to prepare yourself for that hunt? Um, what were some big changes that you went through? Well, that year I had really taken up like a whole, like, it was a New Year's resolution that did inevitably end up failing, mm-hmm. but I had started working out more. Mm-hmm. I was working out like every other day, if not every day. I, ke- I was keeping up for like six months. I wasn't really seeing any progress at all, but I was like gaining like that ability to be able to go yeah. longer and like gain more stamina so I could keep going when I couldn't before. Yeah, and you, like, were, you were keeping consistent and mm-hmm. you were giving me updates and I was like, yeah. just keep going like yeah. you don't realize it but keep going yeah. like i wasn't seeing any results from it and i'm not not saying like that it isn't for everybody and everything because mm-hmm. it is it isn't for everybody some people everybody just has a different body type it just depends on what works for you personally like i right. know working out works for you it doesn't for me mm-hmm. it never really has i just gain weight instead of losing mm-hmm. what i want to I only gain muscle and I keep the fat. I don't lose anything. Working like this past year, mm-hmm. I've lost more weight than I ever did working out in the entire time that yeah. I ever have. And, you know. Yeah. But I was working out a lot more. I was gaining stamina so I could keep going with mm-hmm. things like that. I wasn't getting any results from it, but in the long run, it was gaining my stamina. It was helping me be able to have more endurance so I could keep going and try to keep up with you to the extent that I could. Yeah. I still can't keep up with you the way that you well, go. Well, yeah, I mean, you're but not... But to be fair, yeah. you're, like, running five miles yeah, by sure. yourself yeah. for fun Yeah. with Liller. <laughs> yeah. But, so, you know, you went from that... I don't want to say you went from couch to extreme, I guess would be the way to put it. Cause like you were just living the regular lifestyle at home. Mm -hmm. And then I was, I was quarantined at the time. Yeah. Cause it was right. It was 2021 COVID happened and everything. We're still going through it. I'm not in school anymore. Mm -hmm. We're not going to go into that. Yeah. But I wasn't in school anymore. I'm just at home sitting on the couch all day watching TV and YouTube. Yeah. And And like, you know, you didn't you didn't see the results everyone else did like um cuz there was a lot of change yeah maybe your your weight didn't fluctuate but like your appearance yeah. did because you know like i have you, i have you pictures you gained lost in other areas yeah yeah i have pictures from like back then that i'll look back to and see where i was and then mm-hmm. see where i am now and i'm it's I'm crazy s- it's crazy yeah like I'm not ashamed of it. I've lost 50 no. pounds in the last year. Like I'll I'll Good say it outright. You. Like I I'm, when we went on that trip, I was 240. Mm-hmm. I'm 190 now. That's which, awesome. And you're doing it for yourself. Exactly. I'm not doing it for anybody else. I'm doing it for myself because I saw how I looked. I know it made me feel like mm-hmm. I I it was in a place where I was not happy with who I was as a person. Mm-hmm. And not comparing myself to you or anything, because you know I do it a lot and everything. It can be detrimental to me. Yeah. I don't care if you leave this in or anything. But I do compare myself to you a lot, and I'm like, he's active and everything. He's doing all this stuff and everything. I want to be able to do this stuff with him. Yeah. I want. It's not that well, I yeah, want to be see, him. That's, that's I want to be able comparison. to do these things with him. Because I enjoy this stuff, too. It's just I don't have yeah. as much stamina well, and that's or not energy a comparison. to do it. That's a, that's a wanting to... Yeah be able to enjoy it yeah. you know and that's awesome that's and like important. 
obviously, I hate running. I know. <laughs> I hate running. You used to hate running, too. I did. I you did. hated running so I'm much. I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure what happened is Avery just, like, implanted a chip yeah. in my brain while sleeping or something. He, Avery's actually an alien. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That's, you got that, probed. He's, he's a, I'm pretty sure he's a, uh, oh, shoot, what's the, um, Terminator. Yeah, there we go. He's, he's bionic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, cyborg? Yeah, he's Teen a cyborg. There it is. He's a cyborg. Um, <laughs> Are you Beast Boy? No. But anyway, um, yeah, so, like, I saw a huge change mm-hmm. in you uh, that year. Like, once I told you, hey, we are going, like, yeah. it was confirmed, like, a whole other side of you kicked in. Oh, yeah. Like, your, I was... your mentality, your mm-hmm. attitude, your approach on everything like your yeah. workout routines like that was a was really hard year on change. me mentally yeah like that was a really hard year on me mentally but it was a really like at the same time it was a really good year for yeah. me mentally no, it, at the same was, time as well it was important because i i overcame a lot of stuff for mm-hmm. myself like not i don't care what anybody thinks anymore yeah before like the whole pandemic just completely changed me yeah like because beforehand i was really insecure about a lot of things i cared what everybody thought i was so insecure and so anxious about just literally every single aspect of little things that Mm -hmm. don't even matter but over that year like i i lost a lot of friends that year yeah i lost like three friends that year um just over stupid stuff yeah and I just, I stopped caring. I don't care what people think about me anymore. I'm doing my own thing for myself. I don't care what other people think. If you don't like me, you don't like me. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that for you. <laughs> I'm just... Over it? <laughs> over. Over it. Over it. So, um, going to the other part of our hunt, the taking you out there, feeding you McDonald's, feeding you monsters, and then taking you into the heat and And then you just completely cut me dry of any sugar intake at all. Yeah, I was like, because you're you're a Dr. Pepper fiend. Oh, yeah. I drink, like, three bottles of Dr. Pepper a day, at least. Like, I have one right next to me. I know, right now. (laughs) (laughs) And you're still managing to cut. That's amazing. Um, But... Yeah, I completely like cut you off from all sugar. Uh, it was like we are drinking only water. Yeah. We are eating these meals. Mm-hmm. Um, except for the day you're sick, I was like, treat yourself, Queen. Yeah, he, he <laughs> bought me Dominoes yeah. and he got me the lava cakes. Yeah, those were amazing. They They're were. really good. After they were, that I almost day. cried when you did that. <laughs> I was, I was. It was an emotional day. Yeah. I was sick. I, I wasn't know. feeling good. I was emotional. I was like. I was like, I want to be out with him. And then you brought me home. You brought me Domino's to the hotel. I almost cried. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, oh gosh, what was it? Then the cranberry juice. You, oh, yes. You're like, I need something sweet. And I was like, all right, don't get like, you know, crappy sugary sodas. Like at least get something good for you. So you get this like gallon jug of cranberry juice. And you were like, you can have one cup a day. I drank like half of that thing the first night. Yeah, no, I was, I was like. <laughs> I genuinely was waiting to see if you were going to end up with like a um oh crap what? kidney stone yeah that <laughs> well, actually 
cranberry juice helps you pass them, so. Hmm. Well, regardless, I was like, oh gosh, let's see where this goes. But you did good. You did good. And like the, like you said, that kind of kick-started too for you. Like that's somewhere that you did see results, whether Mm -hmm. it was water weight or what have you. Like your stamina increased over that. Your Mm -hmm. confidence increased over that. Like I could see, like obviously when we went out there, like, I knew you had been training for the whole year. You were preparing yourself. I saw a lot of changes in you, but in that two-week time that we spent out there, I saw a huge change in you. Yeah. Like, and you continued that since we've came back. Like, it hasn't stopped. Mm-mm. And you're becoming a bit of a savage, and I love it. <laughs> and I work retail. I have to be a savage. Yeah, you have to be a savage at this point. All the Karens. Oh, my God. I had a woman last night, let me tell you. Well, just leave it at that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm gonna leave it <laughs> but, at that, but like I'll tell you later. But no, you're you've come a very long way. Um, you've done a lot of awesome things, and I'm super proud of you. Um, couldn't ask for a better freaking sister. And uh, oh gosh, I think it's getting late. I think we covered a lot of good stuff. Is there anything else that you wanted to put on here? Are you pretty satisfied with it? Just like if there's anybody out there that isn't like up to par with what they want to be, all you have to do is just don't worry about what other people think about you. Do it for yourself. Don't worry about like all these people you see on TikTok and Instagram and everything. Don't even think about all that. Don't be like, don't compare yourself to standards. Have your own goals. Start out slow. Like, when I started losing weight and everything, like, when I actually started losing weight, I was focused on, like, 10 pounds at a time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, if I can get down to this, I don't even care how long it takes. As long as I can get down to that, that's progress. Absolutely. Like, it started out with 10 pounds, and then I slowly went up to 20. And now I've lost 50 in the last year. That's a great. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, like, I, like there's actually a lot, outstanding. Exactly. Like, 50 pounds in a year, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, just keep like slow, small increments. Don't push it. Don't, don't end up hurting yourself by trying to get to these standards. Don't starve yourself. Don't like, don't fast or anything. Don't overexert your energy or like anything else that could go into any aspects of your, of your life. Whether small it be, changes. whether it be your health, your mental health, your emotional balances Mm -hmm. no matter what it is don't start like taking all this stuff that isn't gonna help you don't start like these crazy outrageous diet plans like if you want to start a diet at least start out slow and make it something that's going to be manageable for you yeah make make it in small increments don't make a huge life change overnight like don't do something that's gonna put you in the hospital that's not something that you can maintain exactly yeah make sure it's something that you're going to be able to maintain start out with small goals be like oh yeah I want to go on a walk every other day mm-hmm. or like once a week at like start out small, just make, make small goals, start getting yourself into a routine that you can keep up with. And then slowly you can start to grow from there. Then you can get to where you're able to do all these like extreme things. If that's the route that you want to go, if not, mm-hmm. that's perfectly fine. Live your life, live how you want to do what works for you. Don't care what other people think. It's all about what you see in yourself. I love that. <laughs> couldn't 
Couldn't have had anybody say it better. <laughs> so, with that, thank you everybody for listening to the First Four Outdoors podcast. We greatly appreciate your support. We always look forward to your feedback. And uh, if you got something out of this, you enjoyed it, leave us a comment, uh, like, subscribe, share it. If you think this is something important for a loved one or a friend to hear, uh, just let them know that there's people out there that support them, whether we know them or not. And uh, we're always happy. Hopefully you took something out of this and learned something from this. And uh, this is Pinhead Larry and Dirty Dan signing off.